Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So for this one here, I decided to check out a movie that I saw advertised on Instagram through the website Gred Central. And it's a movie that I guess is trying to build on a Blair Witch type of controversy of is it real, is it fake? Well, I got spoilers for you. It's definitely fake. The movie Antrium is supposed to be a long-lost, rare film that supposed cinephiles and reviewers and movie enthusiasts all over the world have been dying to see this movie, literally. Anybody who sees this goes mad or they wind up dying because the movie is that scary, it's cursed, it's possibly shot by the devil himself, it was submitted to many different film festivals, all denied this movie and the people died of mysterious circumstances. Yeah, it's all a load of bull. They're really trying hard here. I appreciate the backstory, to be honest. It's one part mockumentary, and then it's one part fake horror film from the 70s. So I actually appreciated what they did here as far as tacking on the people talking about this supposed terrifying experience. And I also like the backstory, too, as far as... It was in 1988 in Budapest when this was actually shown and the movie theater that was showing it burnt to the ground. It killed 56 people who were in attendance. And it also did not burn the projection room, which means the 35 millimeter print remained just fine. There was only one print in existence and then it was also shown, I believe they said in the 90s somewhere at a theater and then the entire theater broke out into hysteria but then they said that a guy that was serving the popcorn at the theater decided to spike the popcorn with some lsd and that's actually what caused everyone to lose their minds in the theater not the movie itself of course all of this never happened the producers and directors of this movie however would like you to think that it's real and I'm going to do a little bit of a comparison between Blair Witch and Antrium just to compare the two and why Blair Witch might have been successful, where this one is probably not going to be as infamous or as fondly looked back upon as the Blair Witch Project is. So I provided the backstory for this one and, and its cursed history and, well... I didn't buy into any of that. I do like the idea of there being a long-lost movie that all of a sudden was found. But here's the thing. It's available on streaming platforms. You can rent it for $2.99. And also, I saw this on Amazon Prime Video. So if this was a real cursed movie and you were going to actually have injury from viewing this film... It obviously would not be shown on any of these platforms. It would be banned to this very day. But after all the fake documentary footage, what is this movie actually about? Well, it's actually very light on plot. It involves a kid who is dealing with the family having to put the family dog down. And he's dealing with this, and the mom tells him, no, the dog's not going to heaven, and... It's really a story about childhood grief over losing our best friend like that. The kid's sister decides, well, I'm going to go and help him out. I'm going to save the dog's soul from hell 
and she writes a book and draws pictures or whatnot, and the kid actually believes this to be true. There is a last-minute twist in the movie, which I'm not going to discuss if you decide you do want to check this one out. Overall, the movie's not really all that disturbing. It's not really all that scary. I guess it could scare some people. Like, maybe if I was, like, 10, I might think it's scary. But it's actually kind of tame and boring. But then again, so is Blair Witch. And that's where one of the comparisons comes out with this one. It's all about setting atmosphere. The movie definitely sets that creepy atmosphere, and you definitely feel like there's something weird going on. And the girl and her brother with their little rituals that they're doing to try to pull the dog's soul from hell is interesting, I guess, but it's kind of silly at the same time. They can they start digging a hole and put a pentagram in, in the hole, and they pretty much take every holy item they can find that's available to them. And... I don't know, it's kind of silly at the same time, but I would imagine with the sister being older and the kid, he looks like he might be like six or seven maybe, I could imagine him actually believing this to be true. And hey, kudos to her for being a good big sister and trying to go and ease his grief and his pain of losing his best friend. We do get some other things thrown at us throughout the movie, such as Satanists in the woods who wind up finding the sister and brother and are going to, I guess, sacrifice the, the brother or, I don't know, eat him or whatever they intend to do. The movie's kind of light on story and it's very tastefully done in a lot of ways because you would expect this big, nasty, brutal movie if it's supposed to be a lost movie or a banned movie or a movie that's so scary it's going to kill you. But, I mean, with me being a 35-year-old guy, it's hard for me to buy into any of this belief. But maybe that's one of the things that makes it great is because we know that it's not really true. Or is it? Of course I'm kidding. It's not true. And I'm going to say that as far as the movie itself, it does a pretty good job with the actual look of a film from the 70s. They do a good job with the music, the slow brooding score, if you want to call it a score. They do a good job with all that. And then whatever filtering they did, they provided very good film grain. And it actually looks like something that would be a product of its time in most scenes. And that's one of the problems, I think, with the movie. You can tell some computer animated, like augmented things, such as the fire that's shown in the movie. Definitely does not look like any kind of camera tricks. It definitely looks like something that's a CGI presentation right there in that instance. And it kind of takes you out of it and it reminds you that, yes, this movie was a movie that was done in 2017 or whenever it was shot. I honestly think that the whole setup to the movie is actually more interesting than the actual movie itself. Antrium, as a whole, is not a very interesting movie. It took me about two or three times of stopping and starting to actually get through it. Not because I didn't really want to see what was going to happen, but I kind of didn't care. There wasn't enough there for me to really care about the outcome of the movie. I could have stopped watching it and I wouldn't have cared. And I think that's one of the 
worst things about it is that they failed as filmmakers to actually make us curious about things that are happening or going on in the movie itself. But a lot of it's just left up to your imagination. And that's fine, because there's a lot of movies out there that I've seen that are actually very artsy or moody or whatever, but at least the director has a very firm hand as far as what they want you to see and which they, what they want you to feel in a certain shot. This one here, I'm not quite sure that they really had a firm grasp. It might have been a first effort from these guys. I don't know. I've never heard of the team behind this movie before. But with that said, the missteps that it has as far as a script, it actually has a pretty good look about the movie. And I really do like what they did to try to make it feel like an old school horror film. And so in that respect, I think they really did succeed. So from what I saw, they actually, it took them a couple years or so for this movie to come out because they were actually writing stories about this mysterious movie. So they were trying to build a lot of that mythology and everything behind this movie. And it's almost very similar to what they did way back in 1999 with the Blair Witch Project. The big difference here is that in 1999 or even 98 when you were first hearing about it maybe, the Blair Witch Project, you didn't have access to all the technology that you do now. And I say technology, you don't have access to that information. Back in the day, it was much harder to dig up dirt as far as what is this movie? Is it real? Is it fake? And of course, if it was real, they would probably never show it. So Blair Witch definitely had an upper hand as far as trying to create that where people think that it's actually real. I knew a few people, kids in school and stuff, they saw the movie and they thought it was 100% real. And I think they actually did a good job with Artisan Entertainment, which later became Lionsgate. I think they did a good job because they even hid the main actors from the Blair Witch Project. They hid them for a while, just so people would think that they actually did disappear and they were never heard from again. I think that was actually a brilliant move. Nowadays, with all the technology that we have, they would have bound to have been spotted somewhere. And that's where Antrium actually does a, I guess, decent job of trying to bring that mystique and mystery back to the, to the horror film. But of course, with a simple Google search, you're gonna find that, yeah, it's just a regular movie. It was shot by real people. It was not actually shot by the devil. The devil did not take it to film festivals to show it, which I think is a funny image on its own. Devil's like, hey, you like my movie? You want to show it? No? It's too scary? All right, I'll go to the next one. It's kind of silly if you think about it that way. But the movie does heavily suggest that, and sure, let's just roll with it. So I'm going to say that even with everything, I admire what they attempted to do here. They kind of tried to reinvent like a found footage type of film in a way. It's not found footage and it definitely has like a feel of trying to reinvent that genre even if it's not quite there. So it would be unfair to call it an actual found footage film because it's not, but it definitely has that feel about it and it's definitely something I'm not going to revisit anytime soon if at all in my life but I think it's worth checking out maybe once 
I mean, if you're easily offended by the Satan aspect and the religious aspect of this film, then obviously it's not one for you. But if you're a horror fan, you might want to check it out. You may like it, or you might think like I do that it's an awfully tame film because it it is tame. So I definitely can't recommend it 100%, but if you're looking for something different, go for it. With that being said, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, check out AdamAnalyzes.com where you can catch up on some past episodes. Just remember too, if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can also contact me at an email address. And that is AdamAnalyzesPodcast at gmail.com. Also, I know we're on hiatus right now with Inner Honest Opinion. You can go to innerhonestopinion.com and check out our past episodes there. Also, Marvin's got buddy talks, so even though the WTF block is taking a hiatus itself, you still have my show and Marvin's show to try to keep you entertained in the meantime. And I also want to do a quick shout out to one of my most loyal listeners, as well as his product line, which if you remember is Just If I Died. So if you're looking to get a pretty nifty face mask, you can head on over to the Justified Dyed Etsy website. So you can get an awesome design as well as helping to protect yourself and others in all of this crazy beer flu that's going around right now. And the last thing, I do love digital hugs. And if you love this podcast, please consider leaving a review at the podcast listing platform of your choice. It will allow me to continue making uh, this podcast for you guys. And also, you know, I just love those digital hugs. Anyway, stay safe out there and, well, catch you next week. Good night.